Hi, this is Craig Hirsch, and welcome to the Family Estate and Legacy Program podcast. This podcast episode is going to focus on healthcare surrogates, living wills, and preemie guardians. What's a healthcare surrogate? Basically, it's you naming someone else, and then perhaps somebody following the person that you're naming. Uh, if, if the first person can't act, to make health care decisions for you if you can't do so for yourself. In this document, you can name one or multiple parties as your health care surrogate. You can require all of the parties to sign off, which I wouldn't do in case one of them is, you know, something happens to that one person or they're just not available. You can put them in successive order if you want. That's all fine under the health care surrogate. You'll see under Section 102 that there are three choices. When does this instrument become effective? Our strong recommendation to you is to make them uh, effective immediately. That would be initially uh, the box A. Why don't we suggest B or C? Those are statutory elections as found under the Florida law. Um, I think it only serves to confuse and perhaps make a subjective choice there. In other words, you don't want someone saying, well, the contingency hasn't arisen. Even if you initial box A, uh, your doctors in the hospitals are going to ask for your opinion about your care as long as you're capable of providing them that opinion. The healthcare surrogate also goes into, um, you know, your instructions concerning medical evaluation and treatment, pain relief, long-term care, hospice care, uh, there's a section, Section 203, that suggests that you want to be maintained in your residence as long as possible. So there are various uh, provisions of the health care surrogate that have evolved over the years. The Florida statute has become a little bit more complicated on this, but uh, we'd encourage you to read through the document to see if it meets with your approval. Okay, now the living will document is a very important document. It's otherwise known as the right to die document. And you may remember the Terry Schiavo case from many years ago where she was on life support for 15 years and was only uh, on food and water tubes that kept her alive. And there was a legal fight between Terry Schiavo's husband and her parents over whether she met the Florida precondition. And if she did, whether um, they could remove the food and water tubes, whether those were actually something that's life-sustaining or whether that was something that, was, that could be terminated under a living will. Well, the Florida statutes have been uh, updated uh, over uh, many times over the years, and you'll see that this living will, the draft that you have, only applies if the precondition, the Florida statutory precondition, has been met, and that living will says that if at any time that I'm either mentally or physically incapacitated by reason of a terminal condition or I have an end-stage condition as defined under Florida law or I'm in a persistent vegetative state as defined by Florida law and if my attending or treating physician and another consulting physician have determined that there's no reasonable medical probability of my recovery from such condition, I direct that life prolonging procedures be withheld or withdrawn, and the application of such procedures would serve only to prolong artificially the process of dying, and that I be permitted to die naturally with only the administration of medication or the performance of any medical procedure deemed necessary to provide me with comfort, care, or to alleviate pain. If you've ever had a, a loved one go into hospice care, uh, typically what that entails is morphine. Now, 
you have to meet that precondition. I mean, of course, it is subjective. They're going to ask the person who's named as your healthcare surrogate, who's also listed here in the living will, to sign off on this. So if they don't believe that you've met this precondition, then there could be a problem with going forward on the living will, which is exactly what you might want. But you do want to talk to the folks who you're naming as your surrogates here about your wishes, how you feel uh, you want things to go if you are stuck in a hospital bed with no hope of recovery and that whatever the artificial means are, are only prolonging the process of dying. Now, your fir first choice is whether food or water should be withheld or withdrawn, okay? So by initialing the yes line, you're saying take out the food tubes, take out the water tubes, okay? Keeping in mind that they can do everything possible to provide comfort, care, or to alleviate pain. So um, if you say no, that means that those tubes cannot be taken out. And if you say no to both, you might find yourself in the Terry Schiavo situation. Now, on the second page, there are a list of procedures that you say yes or no to. Now, this is not if you just are fine like you are right now. This is only after you've met the precondition. You're in an end-stage terminal state, let's say, or, or a persistent vegetative state in the hospital. So, for example, do you want CPR? If you say no to CPR, that doesn't mean if you had a heart attack right now that you're, they're not supposed to do CPR. They are supposed to do it. They are supposed to jumpstart you um, if you have a heart attack before two physicians have so determined and your healthcare surrogate is willing to sign off. So, uh, you know, you would say yes or no to these, keeping in mind that they are only during the time period after you've met the precondition. Most of these, most of our clients say no to. Um, sometimes a client will say yes to CAT or PET scan so they could determine, for example, you know, what the degree of the illness is. Um, a lot of my clients will say yes to simple diagnostic tests like heart rate, blood pressure. Um, typically, the do not resuscitate order is also a yes. I want a do not resuscitate order if I'm like this because I'd like to pass away naturally, then be kept alive artificially. And then some of my clients are also uh, organ donors, and on the last item, they'll say yes to. Of course, these are all very, very personal decisions. There's an additional instructions line there. Uh, you can put additional instructions or direction if you want on that line. So that's your living will. Of course, when you come in to sign this, we'll help you through it and we'll help you make decisions. None of your decisions are final in the sense that you can always amend your living will. You can always sign a new one if you have a change of heart about any of these issues. With your prenee guardian, those are rarely used, but it names a guardian over your person. Uh, if it's required and who, who can act as that guardian. It's also asking you to waive a conflict of interest so we can represent that person because typically they're there to help you, but guardianship is an adversarial process. Now, the reason you name somebody ahead of time is because you don't want someone else to step in and say, I should be the guardian. I've had several instances with my clients who have uh, Alzheimer's or dementia where, quite honestly, a gold digger got involved and, and wanted to become this person's guardian. Luckily, the client had signed a preenie guardian to one of his children in, in each of the cases, and the children were uh, qualified and they were named because of the preenie guardian document. 
So uh, guardianships are, are not frequent, but sometimes a family will have to resort to guardianship if uh, the client has become uh, incapacitated mentally but doesn't believe that they are, and they start giving things away to others that they shouldn't. Um, and when that happens, a preening guardian might be one of those last resort. A guardianship hearing, guardianship proceeding might be one of the last resorts. Uh, to save the client from him or herself, uh, again, they're, they're rarely used. So those are your health care documents. Of course, we're here to answer any of your questions, and we hope that this podcast episode assisted you in further understanding the legal documents that we've drafted for you.